homeschool friends, and welcome to this episode of the Homeschool High School Podcast from SevenSistersHomeschool.com, brought to you by the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. I'm Sabrina, sitting here with Vicki and Kim. And we're going to do a little uh, casual kind of storytelling-y approach to a topic that if you have kids nearing graduation, will probably be on your mind from time to time. And that is, what does life look like after homeschool graduation? Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Sorry, I guess have to do some sound effects. Yes, yes. Um, yeah, because, you know, graduation comes and your kid is either college bound or career bound. And then it's a year after graduation and it's two years after graduation. And oddly enough, your graduated kids are still in your life and are still a part of your family. And so there's life after graduation that has an impact on everyone. And we have all survived that because our youngest have all graduated mm-hmm. by this point. So, um, yeah, we thought it would be interesting to just sort of talk about that a little bit because it probably is not going to look exactly like you thought it would. Mm. You know, in, in my day, back when they were dinosaurs, <laughs> they would chase us to high school and back. Uphill both ways absolutely, in the snow. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. In sunny Florida. <laughs> so the, in, in those days, you graduated high school. Most of the kids went right from high school into a career, and they stayed in that career for that, their life. That was that way. And those that went to college, went to college, got a bachelor's degree. It was pretty much the terminal degree for most college mm-hmm. jobs. Yep. And they, they got that major, and they got a job, and they were in that job. And yep. They, yep, exactly. And not only that, within a couple of years, everybody was making enough money to live simply but independently. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. Sounds sounds pretty good, right? It does. Yep. And for a lot of people who graduated high school and didn't go to college and who started in a field, even a minimum wage earning field as a starting point, mm-hmm. with a roommate or two, were able to get into an apartment mm-hmm. pretty young, pretty soon yeah. after mm-hmm. high school graduation. Oh yeah. It was very, very common to see people living semi independently. At 19. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. how about now? <laughs> so Let's look so, around, friends. So you think about how many 19-year-olds now with their entry-level jobs are able to live with a roommate or two and pay the bills. Mm. At least in our area of the country, and we're on the East Coast. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not how it works. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And it's a very challenging piece of what life after homeschool graduation yeah. looks like. So mm-hmm. one of the things we've talked about often is, is that word flexibility. And I don't remember, somebody gave you a Gumby or something? Was it Kim? Oh, I gave, I gave a Gumby to a friend of ours. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she, she was really, really just thought if I do all the right things as a homeschool mom and as a Christian and all these things that... The outcome will be exactly as I expect it, and it will just be step by step by step. And she has just found that God has just really been teaching her about being a pretzel and being Gumby 
And she said, I, you know, some days it was like, okay, I'm learning. And other days it was like, I don't want to be flexible. <laughs> yeah. And so I bought her a Gumby that she hangs from her rearview yeah. mirror. So we, we, we have been learning our own selves, you know, walking mm-hmm. through the adulting process with our kids, that we have to be flexible and that we are not in charge of the outcomes. Mm, say that again. There's another t-shirt. Yeah. I, yeah, which is really irritating because yeah. that <laughs> is. I feel like if I put my part in, yeah, A plus B equals C, and God owes me that C, right? Yeah, sure. Right? I think so. Yeah. That, that, that works according to Sabrina's rules for the universe. <laughs> but God didn't pay much attention to no. my rules. No, no. So yeah. we got all these 19-year-olds who, the, the, the career-bound kids... Um, who are are not able, even with a roommate or two, to live totally independently. Mm-hmm. And then we've got our other nineteen year olds who are in college, who they're they're needing us for a lot more than you know. My generation went to college and paid my bills. You know, like mm, everything. Absolutely. I was on my own. Yeah. So uh, it, it's it's not economically the same situation now. And if we as adults are flexible with that, that's a smart thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When I was in uh, graduate school, my, my degree is higher education and student affairs administration. That sounds very impressive. It Doesn't does. it, though? Yes. Um, you should meet her. You'll be less impressed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Kim is my bestie. And she's extremely Ouch. impressive. But Ouch. that title just sounds so like... There's in nothing, a suit and pumps. There's and nothing highbrow so about me at all, ever, <laughs> at ever. Well, when I went into the field, it was called student personnel. There you go. So right. that's okay. more like me, right? The student development. Yes. Um, but one of the things we learned, we talked about the history of higher education. And there, there was an article or, or a book that we read, and it projected the cost of higher education for our children. Mm. And honestly, it and it, at that point, we were like gasping and choking and everything and realistically I think the costs are actually probably closer to double what that projection (gasps) was when you think about how much it really costs for a four-year education at many schools now there are some wonderful bargain school and when I say bargain I mean for the for your dollar or whatever Um, but education Mm -hmm. but schools that were very affordable for families it's an entirely different ball game now, and our kids are coming out of school if they're going to some of those same kinds of schools with significantly more debt than a lot of people a generation ago yeah. did. And and even with my oldest son, who I don't remember when he graduated college, but anyway, mm-hmm. his student loan rate, the interest oh, rate, right. was so piddly it was not painful to have a student loan Mm -hmm. and now my my youngest who's in college the student like like it's almost like a credit card it is Mm. and um so you know the the world is different yes right and so where are we going with this well okay so we're so we're we're hitting on the what can we do about it and it's it's the building flexibility so what are we feeling overwhelmed why are we feeling that way because it's impossible because it's overwhelming because it's overwhelming yes and so what are we going to do about it Mm -hmm. well okay so the first thing we're going to do about it is we're going to we're going to take it to god because uh it's it's not a surprise to god that life costs what it costs in our part of the world and we Mm -hmm. can 
be all um, lofty and philosophical and, and uh, float around and talk about, oh, yes, first world problems, poor us. You know, at least we have clean drinking water and all, mm. all which is true. We should it be is. incredibly thankful. And we are. We are. And at the same time, we should recognize that if this is where we live, if this is where God has us, then he has a plan for us to live and function in this world. And that means that people have cell phones. Mm-hmm. And that means that that's 50 bucks a month that I didn't have to pay mm-hmm. when I was 19 years old and trying to get on my own. Mm-hmm. And it, it, there, it is different. Mm-hmm. It is different. And if this is where, if God is not calling you to go and live in a very different place and in a much um, stripped down, I don't know. Different uh, pace right. even, yeah. Right. If this is where God has you, then he has a plan for you here. And so you mm-hmm. go to him and you say, what are your priorities mm-hmm. for me at this season of my life where my kids are entering adulthood what is your plan for them whatever pieces of it you want to share with me because mm. god is not obligated to share his plan for your kids lives that's between them and him mm. um and how can i be taking the resources that you have given me and stewarding them well mm-hmm. so if that means that you have a home that has a number of bedrooms in it if god is calling you to continue to have an adult child live in your home that is not necessarily the same thing as you being an enabler who is not requiring your kid to take responsibility and act like a grown-up. And I, I'm speaking from personal. We said we we're going to tell stories, yeah, and right. I'm not going to, you know, I don't think any of us are going to share anything that any of our kids would not want us to share. But right. that's I because have... they'll listen and get onto us if we do. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I have an adult child who lives at home with with us now, and he is not particularly thrilled that that is the situation that he finds himself in, mm-hmm. but he works hard. Mm-hmm. He makes decent money. He is paying off some debt that was not foolishly taken Acquired. on. Yeah. Um, and he had some health issues a few years ago that set him back a bit financially. So that means that although he is working full-time hours and working hard and well-liked at his work and has the potential to move up there, he's not able to live in his own place right now. Mm-hmm. I have had to ask myself, he has had to ask himself, does that mean he's not living independently? Does that mean he's not being an adult? And it's very tricky um, to define for this generation of young adults, what does it mean to be an adult mm-hmm. and what does it mean to live independently. Mm -hmm. And I had um, my son-in-law recently had an interesting conversation. That's actually Marilyn's son, Mm seven sister Marilyn's son, who is married to my daughter, Becca. And he tends to be a very insightful kind Mm -hmm. of guy. Mm -hmm. And he said, I've been thinking and I'm remembering that, you know, 50, 60 years ago for a lot of families, um, there was sort of this thing of, um, you build a wing on if, if, if it was a farmhouse, uh-huh. you know, mm-hmm. uh, or if you had an estate, you know, or there, you lived in the cottage on the estate mm. or whatever when you were when you were starting out. And nobody thought that that was odd. Mm. It was a part of the culture. And then 30 years ago, you had a lot of people who had been young adults in the sort of yuppie mm-hmm. time mm-hmm. who had made a significant amount of money and had bought pretty big houses mm-hmm. who were then building in-law suites and moving their parents in with them. Mm-hmm. And nobody thought that was weird. Mm-hmm. Nobody was judging the parent, the aging parents saying, why didn't you prepare better for retirement? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so now we're to this 
this version of things, yeah, whatever that is. This, this time and, and place. And what we're seeing more and more is that kids move in and out of their parents' homes three, four, and five times before mm-hmm. they are able to stay out, able to afford their yeah. own home. And, and we realistic. feel like that is a sign of failure. Mm. And, and, that's, and it shouldn't be. Right. Mm. And that's, that's like, who made that rule? Yeah. So it, there are times when parents are enabling, but most of the time these days, what our kids are doing is getting started in life, and that looks different. Mm-hmm. And it's okay for it to look different. So mm-hmm. one, one of my kids is a school teacher, so he's a college graduate, at a successful school, doing a great job. Mm-hmm. He's not married, mm-hmm. and so he's staying at home. The school he teaches at is 10 minutes from our house. Oh, my. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so he has, you know, caught some flack every once in a while for, you know, oh, you're so yeah. and, uh, and it's like, don't don't move out, at, you know, like... Just because. And yeah. Then the whole income goes into, yep. you know, some stupid apartment's room and board it's not yeah. going anywhere right and being at home right now i mean he contributes to the house yeah. but he can save for when the time comes when he can get a house that's reasonable mm-hmm. in a reasonable you know location and uh, right and both of the situations that that you've just described uh, as well as one of our kids is still living at home with us he's preparing has finished college and is preparing to hopefully go on to to graduate school um, and yeah, I think that in a lot of ways he would like to be out on his own, but it doesn't make any financial sense. So mm-hmm. he knows that. And I don't think he's on that score is not tempted at all, but sometimes mm-hmm. there's some, um, some struggle that goes on with that because mm-hmm. there's a desire to be more independent mm-hmm. than is financially and fiscally and otherwise wise at this point. Um, but all of them, there's a, a healthy way to do it. And interdependence is great. It's mm-hmm. fine. Those kids should be contributing in some way, shape, mm-hmm. or form, or whatever, you know, depending on their situation. Um, so as long as there's not a, a dependence. Right, like like we don't yeah. do their laundry for yeah, them. Exactly. And, you know, like we're right. not being the mommy. Yeah. Yep. yeah, yeah we're, not, we're not doing family dinners anymore. But mm-hmm. I, if, mm-hmm. if my grown son who lives with us has a family dinner with us, it's because we invited the kids who don't live with us over for a family dinner. Mm-hmm. And it, it's it's the same thing it's as having event. Thanksgiving. Or, yeah, it's an yeah. event. Yeah. But yeah, he, he has to feed himself. He has to clean up after himself. He has to do his own laundry. He's He manages yeah. his own finances. Mm-hmm. So um, it's, it's more yeah. like they've moved into roommate status. Mm. And so it's it is a good thing, you know. It mm-hmm. occupies a room. They're mm-hmm. contributing to the house. Yep. So to take our our first world, you know, yeah. like our current, like they have to be out of the house or their failure to launch, like that's not necessarily so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, looks different. Now I have another one of my kids who is younger, um, an adult, but. Um, and is living with a roommate and is really struggling financially Mm. to make that continue. And part of the reason is because um, he works in the restaurant industry and works very hard and is lauded by managers as being an innovator Mm -hmm. and having a great attitude and this and that and the other. And he made this decision to live elsewhere when he was working 40 hours a week. And we live in a college town, 
Mm. And the students went home and suddenly 40 hours a week became 20 hours a week. Mm. And so then it was, well, do I stay here where I have a good reputation and the chance to do something with this and tough it out for the two and a half months that the students are away and business is less in the hopes that I move into management then in the fall? Mm-hmm. Or mm-hmm. do I quit this job and go find another job and I don't want to be a quitter? And I, So he hung in there, but it was lean times. And things picked up again in the fall, and it looked like he was moving into management, and they were training him on this, that, and the other. And then came winter sessions. Students go home again. Bam! <laughs> there went the hours again. And he he's really struggled with that. So it's been mm. a hard year and a hard life lesson. And yes, I would love to have been able to say, son, let me tell you how it's going to work in a restaurant industry in a college town. But the truth is, I never worked in a restaurant in Who a knew? college town. So this was a learning curve for mom, too. Mm-hmm. And I could kick myself and say, oh, man, I should have known. And I should have talked him out of moving in with the roommate because it's been so tight. But again, this is not a case of failure to launch. Mm. This is a case of it's really hard to mm-hmm. launch. And it often takes several tries and several slightly different um Tax yeah, yeah, right, yeah. exactly. Until you can get all the pieces to work together. And mm-hmm. and having a challenging time doesn't mean bad. No. That's right. Like it's it's another one of our our cultural problems is life is supposed to be okay all the time. Yes. Which is one of my rules that yes. I really believe firmly in, only it just doesn't yeah. ever okay. <laughs> yeah. That's like, another t shirt. Yeah, yeah, God doesn't run the universe my way. Yeah. Let that you know, God uses their struggles just like he uses ours. Right. And for some reason, God doesn't think it's absolutely necessary that it's comfortable for them mm-hmm. as they're learning how to launch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And maybe some of that is because so many things are so comfortable. You know? When, yeah. When you mm-hmm. think about things. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? And then let's be real. Some of this is that we hurt for their discomfort. Mm-hmm. And some of it is that we place our identity <laughs> in them, in them. still yep. too much which wow that's, that's, that's a whole thing for all parents mm-hmm. for moms in particular yeah. but you take it to homeschool moms and I think it gets magnified exponentially it's, like it's a big very struggle. very easy to label our success by what our kids are doing right now. Mm-hmm. So my kid is doing so and so. What is your kid doing? And uh, I have a friend who, who refers to um, to happy, shiny homeschoolers. <laughs> <laughs> and happy, shiny homeschoolers are the ones whose kids always teach themselves to read and just love to just volunteer doing housework that they weren't even asked to do. And every time you talk to them, they're just telling you how incredibly how perfect. perfect and wonderful their wow. kids are. And then they say something about, oh, you know, it's not me. It's just, it's just God in them and whatever. And you're thinking, I'm pretty sure God is with my kids too. And I've been praying for them before they were born, just like you were. And that's not what my house looks like. And they're still not reading and the house is a mess. And... Right. So, you know, the happy, shiny homeschooler thing um, can definitely be a big issue when our kids are young adults, because there is that whole, you don't see someone for a little while. Mm. Oh, hey, what are the kids up to? Oh, this one's doing this and this and that. And we only seem to hear those pieces that sound like success. Mm. And um, then we feel like I must have done a bad job raising my kids and preparing them for adulthood because things are hard. 
for my mm. kids right now. They're yeah. struggling with some things right now. Mm. Therefore, I must have done a bad job. And that's actually not the world that God promised for the people who were in relationship with him. He, he said, actually, in this world, you're going to have trouble. Mm. He said that. He did. Like, flat out said it. Like in the Bible. Like yeah. in the Bible. Like Jesus actually said, Spoke those you're going to have trouble. Yep. And then he said, take heart. I've overcome the world. So he's in it. He's got it. He knows the end from the beginning. And he will see our kids through. Mm-hmm. And it will be for their good and his glory. But it's going to include some trouble. And that is not an indicator of whether or not we failed as parents. So the the happy, shiny homeschool bombs. Isn't that a great phrase? I, I know. That was another t-shirt. <laughs> I have happy, yeah. shiny homeschool bomb. The Cube's got this whole collection of t-shirt ideas. Yes, yeah, right, she does. Um, and she's writing it right on her phone yes. right now. So <laughs> anyway, that's what we see when we're talking at happy, shiny level is the, the Facebook version uh, of it. Yep. Like, yes, you know, yep. we generally share on Facebook those happy, perfect oh, yeah. moments. But we're not sharing when they called us up at midnight because some awful thing happened. Right, right. Or, Nor should we be sharing that on Facebook, oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, that, that's nobody else's right. business. Right. Yeah. And uh, we're not sharing that they, they sit down with us and do their existential crises still, mm. you know, mm. as, as, you know, adults. Oh, sure, yeah. And we want that. Mm-hmm. But it's not perfect. Like, life mm. never reached perfect. Right. Yeah, yeah. Right. And praise God when they can come to us with yes. the broken moments, too. Absolutely. Yep. If everything were perfect and easy, we wouldn't need God and we wouldn't need each other. Yeah. I always told my kids that when they grew up, they were allowed to go and live anywhere in, like I had control over this, <laughs> um, anywhere in the world they wanted. As long as, as they as... lived across the street and came over for Sunday dinner every Sunday. <laughs> wow, and you wonder why God doesn't run the universe the way you want him to. <laughs> so I, oh I wasn't my. in charge of that outcome, obviously, because, yeah. you know, yeah. the, the only one that is under the roof. There you go. We still don't have Sunday dinners together. Yeah, so. isn't that crazy? <laughs> Yeah, Yeah. it just, we're not in charge of the outcome, and the happy, shiny only exists on that level. And that's, it's real happy, shiny. Oh, yeah. But there's all kind of broken, because the world is broken, so we can't compare ourselves to the happy, shiny. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So what do we do? We talked about, we pray, and we all, we obviously Mm -hmm. talked about, you know, being real with our kids, Mm -hmm. being in healthy support of our kids and the interdependency being good and flexible and flexible and we also can support one another we often like part of our whole being at seven sisters is community and with Mm -hmm. each other and we've been as successful as we have with our you know success in quotes here um with our own families and our own homeschools and our own lives largely or or in large part because we've done it together and we share with one another and we share the successes and we share the challenges and we mm-hmm. share the joys and we, and we pray for pray one together. another and pray yeah. together. Um, and so, you know, wherever your support is, mm-hmm. um, use it. Don't don't abuse it, but don't be all just yeah. the shiny, happy part mm-hmm. with, with the and people who know and love when, you. When, yes, be real with your... struggles are real. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and um, when we're looking at 
the, the world at large and God's work in the world. It is just possible that by being honest about these things, we might be a part of a positive change that could affect a whole lot of people and point people to Christ. And as we're praying for our families and for our young adult children, um, the thing that we always know is God's will for them is that they would be drawn closer and closer Mm -hmm. into a relationship with him. Always. Mm -hmm. So that's the safe place to start. You can't necessarily pray that they will live across the street and have Sunday dinner. <laughs> well, you can pray it, but don't expect yeah. it. <laughs> but if you want to be sure that you're praying what God's will is for them, mm-hmm. then pray that they would be drawn into more of a relationship with him and that we as their parents would be. Amen. Because what they're struggling with is affecting us too. Mm-hmm. We, we don't stop caring Mm-mm. just because they're they're over 18. Mm-hmm. And, um, and when God indicates that a change needs to happen, in what the interdependence looks like. And is mm. it becoming something that is unhealthy mm-hmm. in one way or another? We need to be obedient for our piece of it. We can't make our adult kids be mm. obedient for their pieces of it, but we can with ours. And mm. again, I'm, I'm speaking from experience. I wish that I could say that all of my kids were were living healthy lives, but mm. I have one child who, who is an adult now who has made very unhealthy choices. And they were... Um, to to a degree that we realized that we couldn't be a part of helping support mm. um, because it was enabling and it was creating a um, an opportunity for self destruction mm. that we knew was not something we could be a part of and it has been heartbreaking and that um, that is something that I struggled with a lot of how much of this is my fault. You know, how, mm. how should I have parented differently so that this would never happen? Mm. And one of the ongoing things that God keeps saying is you are responsible for your relationship with me and you are responsible to intercede for your broken kids relationship with me. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Mm-hmm. And you're not in charge of the outcome. That's nope. Right. Nope. Mm-mm. And we're not in charge of giving up on the process. Mm. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. We're in charge of doing the process with God. Right. Yep. And he does indeed bring good in our lives and glory to himself mm-hmm. if we will cooperate. Mm. Well, that's it's it's the beautiful thing is is we're all old enough to know now mm-hmm. that God's in the healing and redemption business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It just doesn't happen on our timeline. Right. Never. Yeah. And, and God doesn't do it our way. I mean, mm-hmm. at least not my way. Mm. And... Uh, Right. Yep. He doesn't have any obligations to my way, uh-huh. no matter how irritated I get about mm-hmm. that. So as your kids get closer to adulthood and as they step into adulthood, and some of you who are listening have them who are already in adulthood, um, be flexible. Yeah. Let God be mm-hmm. in charge of it and recognize that just because we expected it to look one way mm-hmm. doesn't mean that that is the way it is. It doesn't mean it's the way it's going to be going forward. And that that is not a bad thing. That is not an indicator of failure. That's mm-hmm. not a bad thing. It's not an indicator of failure. Yeah. I just was repeating that That's because good. that was very valuable. All right. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's, it's like not. this This is not downer stuff. Right. It just means God's not going to do things our way. Right. Right. Yeah, I, I heard someone once say, when you're agonizing about how did you get in this place, 
because this wasn't where you thought you were going to end up? The answer is, are you ready for it? You are where you are because that's where you are. Ooh. <laughs> and sometimes that's, sometimes that's the only reason that God's going to give you. Yeah. You are where you are because that's, that's where, where you, you are. are. <laughs> so what are you going to do with it? Yeah. What are you going to do with it? What yeah. are you going to do with it? Yep. And are you going to expect for God to do stuff that only God can do with it? Yeah. Because mm-hmm. that's how he is. Yeah. So yep. we're, we're not happy, shiny homeschoolers nope. here. Mm-hmm. But we're often happy. And but, we're sometimes and, shiny. Yeah. yeah, we are sometimes shiny. Mm-hmm. Yes. And we love homeschooling. We yes, do. We do. And we love yeah. each other. And yes. we love you. Yeah. So there you go. That's that's our very casual storytelling, <laughs> authentic, transparent, somewhat happy, occasionally shiny episode <laughs> for today. <laughs> and we thank you for joining us. And we hope that you will share whatever of your stories would be helpful for you to share because uh, life is most definitely better when we share our stories with one another. God is always working in our stories and we learn so much from each other's stories. So if you want to share your stories with us, email us info at sevensistershomeschool.com or chat it up on the Facebook pages for the Homeschool High School podcast and Seven Sisters Homeschool. Come to the blog at sevensistershomeschool.com and leave comments share with us because we care. Mm-hmm. We would like to hear. And if you feel too bummed out after today's episode, go listen to our friend, Dr. Melanie Wilson at Homeschool oh, Sanity. Yeah. Because yes. it's a wonderful, encouraging podcast. It is. It is. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we, we love Homeschool Sanity. So check it out. Well, thank you for being with us today on the Homeschool High School podcast from sevensistershomeschool.com brought to you by the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network.